Hey y'all, on today's show, we're getting into what makes a relationship sticky. Because there are some things that can make it tricky, but today's conversation, we're talking about what makes you stick together. And there are a couple things that can really make you tear apart. Let's get into it. Thank you for tuning in. We are Tristan and Michael, and you are listening to Fused Transparent Conversations for Marriage, Family, and Relationships. We invite you to join us as we discuss topics that are thought about but not talked about. So tell your friends and family to check us out. And please do check out our website, fusedmarriages.com. Hey, 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 what's going on with you today? Hey, sir. You looking nice and colorful. Colorful. I know. I'll tell you, you know. Do something. Do something. Yeah, I like the flowers. The, the, what do you call it? Magenta? Is that, is that right? Is that right color? Did I do it? You did it. I, I would say purple. That's only, you know, but it, it, it's. Stay it, with the magenta. You magenta, had it. You violet? Had. Yeah. No, it's not violet. Not violet. Okay. No. Magenta. Well, it's, magenta's a little more red, but that's good. that's good. I don't know the difference. I, I just knew it, it was something off from purple, so magenta was the We'll know, take it. The thought Look, that came to my head. We'll take it. They, they say a lot of guys are colorblind, so the I'm, fact that I colorblind, I just don't know a lot of colors. Okay. Let's see if we could. We'll leave it there. It's the truth. I'm like, you know, black, blue, green, red, white. Roy G. B. Gray. Uh-huh. Those are all. That's about it. Okay. Anyway, I know we got some things on your mind. What's on your mind today, you know, sir? I, you know what? Yeah, I did kind of, I kind of ping you about that. I've been, I've been thinking about some things, right? It's nothing to do with the topic, y'all. We'll get into the topic in just a second. I've been thinking about spades and in marriage. Spades and spades marriage. Spades and marriage. And like something clicked in my head. It, like you just go in for a little Okay, okay. Something I like clicked spades. in my head about spades. Uh-huh. In marriage, for y'all that don't play spades, hopefully I can bring y'all on during what I'm talking about. But in spades, you know, you got to make a bid, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't know, you make a bid in order when you have a partner, there's two people playing with each other against two other people. Mm-hmm. You make a bid and then you end up playing the cards out. But sometimes you get down, right? You get down to the point where, you know what, you're in the negative, you can get negative numbers and you get your scores like you real, real behind. Okay. When that happens, you often go blind. Okay. Right? You say... Okay, hey, you and your partner, we gonna go blind. Which means for people that don't play Yeah, space. we gonna go blind. Just explain that so you gonna mess up how I'm gonna flow with oh, it. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> he gonna explain it in this example. I'm I'm about to go get some cards. You yeah. got some in the other room. Go ahead. Yeah, so you go you go blind. Blind gives you the ability to place a predetermined bid or a score before you actually play the cards. Right. Before you so, know what you have. So you know what we yeah, before you know what you have. Mm-hmm. So you have a set of cards, you haven't seen them yet. Mm-hmm. You place a, you call it a bid. Mm-hmm. When you go blind, you got to trust your partner and you got to trust the circumstance that you're about to face. Right. Even without knowing what cards you being have, have to be played. Right. So you don't know the strategy. You don't know the cards. You just know you got to place this particular bid, this Bacali call it blind, in order to get called back up in the game. Right. And I was thinking like, hey, in a marriage, I want a partner that's good with going blind with me. Mm. I want somebody that's going to say, okay, you know what? We ain't got no good strategy. We don't know what the cards are going to be. We're about to play them, and we're about to come on up and do something with it. But that takes trust, it, right? Spades is a game of trust, for it, it, sure. It's a game, yeah, we didn't see where, you know what, the partners don't trust each other. They get, you know, some situations can happen. Those to play spades, real, you know, that can be. Real fights over spades. Real fights, real fights. So that was something that's kind of spades and marriage. Go blind. Go blind uh-huh. in the aspect of you trying to pursue something, know something. I want a partner to say, you know what? They trust me enough, even without knowing what cards I have, to say that they still in it with me. Uh-huh. 
That's what I want. That's what I want. I think, you know, a lot of people want. That's what you got, babe. Yeah. I'll go in it with you blind. I know you will. I, I know you will. Because we have, we, though, we got skin in the game. We both trying to win. Got skin in what the does game. Your, your brother say? We trying to go to the ship. We trying to go to the ship. Yeah. Championship. Yeah. So that y'all don't <laughs> think ship. I slipped up. The championship. You said he put the P on okay. the P. <laughs> well, it's interesting when you start talking about mm. spades, sometimes things get a little, you know, you can have some questionable times when you play in spades where you do have to trust your partner. But yeah. that leads into our conversation today mm -hmm. because what in relationships can make them a little tricky, a little sticky? And that is what we're talking about today. What makes a relationship Sticky. So we want to hear from you on this. Please, um, if you find our content helpful and impactful, share it with a friend. Tell them to join the conversation. Click into the comments, like and share, because I want to know what you guys have experienced. And we're going to get into some of what we have experienced about what makes relationships tricky or sticky. Yeah, let's go. I'm, I'm going to rephrase it for you just a little bit because we're talking okay. about sticky, right, in the aspect of can't be drawn apart. Mm hmm they kind of always gravitate back toward each other. Mm -hmm. Some people end up growing apart, end up growing together. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Ooh. What what makes it what makes it sticky? What makes some relationships sticky and others not? Right? Whenever would they see something or go through something, you see some couples kind of start drifting, drifting mm -hmm. apart. So what makes you stick together? What makes you stick? You're talking together? about post-it love. Post-it post-it ain't really that sticky, but yes, they they they. If you they have maximum strength, post-it. <laughs> Don't get the, that was weak post-it. Don't get the weak post-it. Yeah. So, okay, okay. Jump into it. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, so the idea is that we're trying to figure out, okay, and I'm just examining, like examining ourselves and other relationships and mm -hmm. kind of taking it, you know, a snapshot of what's going on out there in the world. And you just kind of t observe, like some people go through things and they seem, okay, they end up coming on the side of it. They, they stronger, they're better. They may have had some bumps and bruises, but they end up, you know, what's staying with it, sticking with each other. Mm -hmm. And other ones, they do not. And what I came, to, I came to the conclusion of, at least what I want to at least get, you know, ask you some questions on. You can ask me as well. I think there's two main reasons why. Two main reasons okay. why. Okay. The first one being, I I see the couples that are staying together, mm -hmm. they are creating something together. Okay. So what makes a relationship sticky? What makes you stick together? Yeah. Versus tear apart is you're creating something together. You're creating something together. You you are building something. It could be kids, right? You could be creating kids together. We can, we're not going to limit to that, but you also create business together, creating a, a household together. You're trying to create an idea of what you are, you know, what you want to achieve as, as, a, as a unit, whether it's financially or whether it's career-wise, whether it's educational, but you're creating something together. And I think that's what I'm, that's one of the things I'm seeing that, you know what, Couples that seem to kind of go through things, forget about the, what the, the the objective is of saying, hey, you know what, are they going through say, financial issues? Mm -hmm. They always have something, hey, we, we, we're building this thing over here together, though. Mm -hmm. And they end up staying together. Be, mm -hmm. uh, at least it gives them a better shot of being having that sticky type of relationship. Yeah. So yeah. Have, have you seen that and noticed that in, in any couples or, or the opposite side of that, right, where... They aren't building. Is there something, you know what I mean? Or either end of it. What are, what, are, what are your thoughts on it? I think it's interesting because when you start to think about the ideology behind like, okay, what what is the thing that you are building? Like you mentioned kids or businesses or any of those things. When you are really growing 
to a certain place together and your ideology has shifted and aligned where, hey, we both matter to the outcome of this thing, then I can see why you would stick together. Like it gives you purpose versus um, something that can make it a tricky relationship is if you're not really or if one is 100% going and the other one's like, oh, I'm not really feeling it, then you you can get tripped up in in where you're trying to go or what you're trying to do. And I think that it's important that you do align and you have a lot of clarity even before you get married, if possible. Like, what are you good at? What are you not so great at? How can we be partners in this thing? How can we grow together? I think that that's an important, important aspect. So yeah, creating something together. But I do want to say, I think it does have to be, it can be kids, but I think it has to be more than kids. I think kids are great, you know, all of that. But if there's not something, what happens when your kids are grown? What happens when they move out of the house? They start pursuing their passions. Then they start discovering what they're created for. If the only thing that kept you engaged with one another and together was the fact that you had kids together, that's not, that's not enough for a lifetime. So yeah, I think, I mean, sadly enough, I think we both have witnessed that, at least seen, you know, yeah. couples, you know, when the kids are grown, you know, the idea that they try to figure out, okay, who are we now? Yeah. And if they're not, I'm saying, building something together, trying to figure out what the next phase in their life is, mm-hmm. or what they're trying to figure out, that they end up sometimes, you know, growing apart, at least having the bump of the road, trying to figure out, okay, what are we doing now? Mm-hmm. And I just think, you know, an idea that creating something together, we always talk about, or at least not always, but people always reference, you know, be fruitful and multiply, yeah. right, from from the Bible. And oftentimes we look at that, okay, more kids, which we already know, at least, what, what if you can't have kids? Mm-hmm. What if you, you know, you get remarried at 50 and you can't be fruitful from what people are saying as far as, you know, having kids? People you know? having kids, they fruitful Yeah, they, at 50, post 50. They are, but some people got stuff taken out. Too I know it's good. I'm just teasing. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, it's like, just playing. Some people got stuff taken out, like, hey, they just, they, they, y'all, we stuck. We can't, so now we can't live biblically because we can't be fruitful. And I, I was, you think you were saying it. No, you got to be able to create other things. Mm-hmm. And that could be, you know, hey, we're going to create this household environment. Mm-hmm. that people can come in and and be fed and be comfortable and be open and be loved, right? That's yeah. that's creating something. Y'all decide that together. Yeah. It's all kinds of ways to create something. I don't want to go into it, but like, there's a lot of different ways to create different things as a as a couple mm-hmm. in order to create that stickiness, I'm calling it, um, for a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I think that when we start talking about, like, passions, um, and for those of you that watch and are not yet married, having discussion. I know when when I when you and I first got together, and I was like asking you like, what are you passionate about? Because I don't I talk about those kinds of things, and you thought I was like, well, that's personal, you know? <laughs> Why are you asking me all these kind of questions? Because I wanted to know like, if we gonna be together, I need to know if I if I like these other parts of you, like things you're gonna pursue. Um, but I say that to say when we talk to couples in premarital counseling aligning your passions and really, really hearing what your partner is passionate about is mission critical because it's important to know, is that something that you are willing to, um, to partner with? So, cause I think a lot of times you think about partnership, like I like this person, we make pretty babies, you know, we get along, we don't argue. And that's not enough for, um, for the, to feed the inner stirring of life calling. Yeah, and be honest with you, I heard you use the word passion. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not for that word. 
Oh, I know. Uh, what you know? How you go ahead? Go ahead. I thought you. I, I don't know if I ever talked about it. Yeah, you have. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, not not with our friends here. Yeah. No. So that the whole passion. I mean, it's it's. it's I like. I understand what you're saying, but for me, it, I think I think you get a better image of a person when you see, you figure out what they made for, not what they're passionate for. I'm passionate for basketball. Mm-hmm. That ain't what I'm made for. So, and people get mixed up, like, hey, they can be passionate about different things, right? And which is fine, but to really, to understand what a person is made for, if you can get to that, get to get to the root of that. And sometimes we've got to discover that along the journey, right? That's, and there's me not have it just readily made. Mm-hmm. I discovered mine along the way. <laughs> Believe yeah. that, you know what I mean? Even before we got married, I didn't necessarily know. I knew it was, I'm doing, even doing something, but I didn't know exactly what. Yeah, uh, I think that's part of the journey, though. Mm-hmm. I think that if you're walking with somebody, it is kind of a step by step and evolution. Cause like when, yeah. like you said, okay, at this stage of your life, had we been married at the time you were passionate about basketball, things happen, you start to shift. Even in the context of our marriage, since we've been married and we've been together for so long, there's been things that we started off both of us and there's been, you know, things, they, they move a little bit. And so I think that to your point, I think that your passion is the starting point. I think that identifying what that is but connecting it to what is impactful, what makes a difference. And as you start to find things like ways that you can sow good seed, um, you start seeing other things. So we might have started out, you know, passionate about, let me see, like if somebody starts out passionate about baking, but they realize, hey, if I start a company, I can get this product to more people. And so their purpose might move from one point, this thing that I love to how I can make a difference in the earth. And I think that that's, that's the bigger piece of the pie. No, no, 100% agree. 100% agree with that. We're gonna, I'm going to jump into n- the number. The second thing oh, okay. that I believe, if you're okay with that, Shoot. you got something else on, on that topic. Okay. Go for it. So the second thing I believe that makes a relationship sticky, stay mm-hmm. together, kind of go through the ups and downs of the valleys, is that they have overcome, use the word overcome, a lot of seasons. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that they have overcome the different aspects or the challenges of life. And they've seen how their significant other responds to it. Yeah. So for That's big. So say again. That's big. Keep going. Keep yeah. Going. So we always say, you know, oh, I know them. I know them. But in reality, like, how many seasons have you seen them go through? Oui. And I'm saying not like calendar seasons, but like, have you seen them go through job loss? Mm-hmm. Have you seen them go through, you know, loss of a loved one? Have you seen them when they're really, 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 really happy? Have you seen them when they're really, really, really sad? Yeah. And to be able to understand, okay, you know what? I've seen this person in all these different seasons, and I know how to, I know how they respond. I know what they need for me to respond to them. Yeah. And it might have been a learning lesson along the way, mm-hmm. right? I recently lost my mother, and you're trying to figure it out. You haven't lost a parent, and you're trying to figure out maybe how to, how to handle me. But the idea is that, you know what, you're seeing me how I respond, to me, you know, me losing my losing a parent, mm-hmm. and you're saying, okay, I see how he responds to what he needs, and you're trying to you're trying to figure out how to move with me along that journey to get me through that moment, yeah. right? But a lot of lot of lot of people don't make it to the other side. Some mm-hmm. tragedy happens, you know, loss of job, loss of career, got to move, whatever have you, lose a loved one, and they end up drifting apart. They don't they don't necessarily try to go through that journey. With not say they don't want to, but like they end up having to. Either, either decide and say, hey, you know, I don't know what to do. They lost along the way. They still trying to figure out, okay, what, what this person needs. The person maybe shut down. Mm-hmm. 
So it takes both to kind of understand, hey, I'm going through something. I don't know what I need. But the idea is to get to the other side of that season. Yeah. I think it's important that, yes, to what you said, that's mm-hmm. really good stuff. I think one of the important notes is that you study your spouse mm-hmm. and asking questions, almost like like um, we've talked about the, this show, like it being the classroom. And so every day you wake up, you have an opportunity to kind of study something new um, and learn something new. And then in the challenges and in the good times, you start to see how they'll be like, we have one son. And so we have older girls, but we have one son. So I'm getting to study my husband as a father to a boy differently than as a mentor to a boy or an advisor to a boy or a father to girls and to see, okay, is he rougher with him is he does he invest more uh like principles in him like what is the expectation you know does is it Channing kill the spider um or what is it what is it so I'm getting to observe and so I think in each season observing how your spouse is and and a season can be as long as years depending on what it is hey you're getting to observe me as a parent and then there might be like kind of micro seasons in there. I'm a parent to a toddler, a parent to a baby or a parent to a teen or a parent to a young adult, which were all of those. And then seeing how do you negotiate the balance or the, I don't know if balance is even the right word, but how do you negotiate all of these different aspects of this one part of you? So, and because we're all multifaceted, you get to, you get to observe in many different ways and in many different seasons. So I can observe you, like you said, when your mom passed, I observed you as a son and and then how you were as a grieving son, having lost his mom. And then as a son to your, your father, who's still here, how do I, how do I see that? And then as a brother and then as a spouse and then still as a father and then dealing with our, our kids in every generation, how now are you having conversations? What is it that I'm seeing you do? And that gives me not only information just so I know, but I I can, I have kind of a, what is it? Like I have like a point of reference in potential future tragedies. Like, or if it's something great, how did, how did you respond when our oldest graduated? Was it like, okay, we're going to, we're going to throw a big graduation regarding, we're going to spend a lot of money. We're going to buy, you know, an apartment. We're going to get a car. We're going to do all of these things. Is that was that how you handled it? So that for our, our old our other kids, I can start to gauge. So it's just really studying and information gathering. I think the second part of that is having conversations about what you're observing and how to respond. So him, like um, you might have one spouse that when things are challenging, they shut down, or they might write, or they might need to talk, and then being willing to say, "What do you need from me now?" Because that could change. So if, um, you know, a cousin passes versus a parent passing, what do you need? Is it different? I do have a point of reference, but is it that same thing? So being able to have really open channels of communication and if they don't know what they need, and I'm specifically talking about passing, but this could apply to anything else. If a a person is stressed out, if they don't know what they need, then offering, like, do you want to go for a walk? Do you want to sit down and talk about it. Do you need a minute? Do you let me know? And making yourself available in every season when it comes to grief or when it comes to happiness. Like I was happy when our oldest graduated, but also sad when our oldest graduated. I was happy when I had, you know, our baby boy, but I was also stressed and scared, you know, like I want to do all of the things. 
Um, so I think it's just important to not take over, but I think that it's important that, that these observations lead to conversation. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I guess my biggest fear for myself and for people out there, right, is that we, we give up too soon. Mm. We go through something or some challenge in life happens and we end up kind of drifting away or walking away or shutting down mm-hmm. in a way that makes relationship, starts damaging relationship. So what do you do if you're dealing with a spouse that does that, that they now there's a distance created because of the season in life? Which happens. I know it happens, right? right. It happens. It happens right. where one spouse shuts down mm-hmm. because of, you know, you're depressed or something happened or job loss, whatever have you. The other person, I would say, have to hold close. Mm-hmm. Have to pull, have to pull in closer. And the idea is not necessarily to say, okay, we can conquer this thing, but to get through, to get through that thing. Yeah. And if you can get through it, see the other side of it, then we can kind of hopefully go back and do postmortem on how you know what happened, what we got to do different, how we got to address it to try to figure it out all right. Then, yeah. hey, with if somebody like if you ain't never lost a parent, you don't know what to do with somebody that has. You don't know. You know what I mean. So it makes it, it's a challenged position, right? That person may be shutting down. You're like, okay, why are they shutting down? But you haven't gone through that. So you don't necessarily maybe to understand that. If you haven't, you know, been, you know, IRS call you up and take all your money out your bank account. <laughs> I can only talk to some better people that have been through that. We hey, we've seen some stuff. But like, it just, it happens, right? But those things happen and say, okay, you know what? What we got to do is Christmas time. We ain't got nothing in the bank account. But... <laughs> What we going to do? We're telling parts of our testimony. I'm we going to squeeze. It's happened. We going to squeeze tight. It's happened. Things and and we're going to figure it out yeah. together. You know what I mean? We'd be crying together, everything. You're like, what are we going to do? We can't get the kids nothing. But the honest, we, we pull closer together. Yeah. Now we figured out, say, okay, hold on. We're not going to let that happen again. What we got to do? What happened? But to try to figure out all the stuff right then, everybody getting all tense and this, that, and the other, trying to, it ends up. Okay, you get frustrated. I get frustrated. End up kind of, yeah. you know, going in separate ways because I can't, de- I can't deal with the issue and deal with you at the same time. Oh, we. That makes it hard. That makes it hard. That makes life Listen, harder. That was good. That was good. <laughs> I can't deal with the issue and deal with you. You have to bind together instead of tearing apart. You have to stick together because that is huge. We we have found in a lot of relationships and people that we have talked to that they started pulling apart over a problem that if they had come together, they could have overcome. But because this problem was so pervasive and so intrusive that it caused conflict between the two of them. And so now we're attacking each other and the problem's sitting here still being the problem. That problem didn't go away, you know, but it's still sitting there. And now there's an argument between the two spouses. And that's why I think it's important that like, I know people talk about like, I'm you know, we in this 50-50, we make 100 or whatever. I don't really know where that came from. I think I have an idea. I think it was some movie that happened. No. Some... <laughs> anyway, but the idea of that is innately um, in error because there's going to be times that if it's 50-50, that one spouse can't carry their their weight. No. They can't pull themselves up. They can't make it happen. And if you're looking for somebody to come to the table with their part and you have determined that this is their part, there's going to be a time that they just can't. And it can be any number of things. It can be loss in the family. It can be sickness. Um, And I'm saying anything from health challenges to financial challenges to just work being difficult to my dreams not coming true to whatever it is. And if you're saying that this person always has to be this way for the relationship to work, for you not only is that selfish it's not gonna happen because at some point 
they're going to quote unquote drop the ball. And if you're not willing to pick it up and keep playing the game, then you're you're out of luck. This, this, there's not going to be a relationship. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that whole under hundred yeah, it's going. We know it's like it's, it ebbs and flows. Yeah. Right. Sometimes I'm going to have a little. And you're going to have a lot, so I'm going to have a lot, and you're going to have a little. Yeah. That goes from financial, that goes from health-wise, that goes from yeah. how we handle kids, that goes from who's working the most, who's not working the most. Like, it's going to be it's gonna be a give and take, right? You know, the yeah. idea is that we're, we're moving forward. You know what? Like, yeah. No, keep going. You, you were moving forward. But I had an image in my mind because, you know, I like sports. Mm-hmm. I think I just had a whole epiphany. But that's what makes me mad when players leave the court. Like, when they get mad and they – throw the ball and they walk out. It's like, hold on, y'all on the court as a team. You might not like what's happening, but you're on the court as a a team. And then you go back and you huddle in football or you might go back in the locker room and say, yo, we got to fix this. We got to get this together because this ain't working. That's the same thing you have to do in your marriage. You have to say, yo, we got to, we still keeping on the jersey. I'm not taking it off. I did start. (laughs) I did start doing the most. Okay, let me get it together. I started thinking about this thing. um, Put my hands down, trying to be a little ladylike a little bit. But I think that that's what happens is that you start treating this game of life like we're on opposite teams. Mm -hmm. And you got to keep on your jersey and you have to say this is not working. There's that we are having a problem. We don't have synergy on this court. We're missing our shots. What do we need to do? So that we can address this problem and move forward, whatever that is. And then to your point about sticking together, when you do that, then you get to see a better part of your partner. Then you got then the the trust is deepened. If you again, if you watch team sports, the the players that have played together, they trust each other. Man, you can tell they play the game differently. They they trust, hey, I'm gonna throw this, you gonna catch this, you're gonna dunk they I mean it's smoother on the court. The longer that they play together, that they have good seasons together, that they have good communication. But if you play a couple games and it doesn't go your way and you're willing to be like, nah, you know, trade them. I'm out. I don't wanna do this, or you have an attitude about it, not only is it not a fun game anymore, you're not gonna win. Yeah, life is life. Life's going to happen. I like that. Yeah, that's a great analogy in regards to like the whole sports because the idea is like, you know what? You said they trust each other. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to, they, they've seen enough, they've seen enough experiences mm-hmm. of, of what they've had, what they had to overcome. Right. And they like, in their mind, they never, they're never out of a game. Right. If we're keeping it with the sports analogy, like you should never be out of, out of relationships. I, that'd be the goal, I would think. That's the goal. To yeah. To say, you know what? I don't care what we're up against. We ain't never out. Mm-hmm. We always gonna be able to overcome. Mm-hmm. I, it may look bleak, mm-hmm. it may look it may look dire, but we gonna we we gonna we gonna figure out something. Yeah, and that's the goal, like you said, that is the goal, and it's the goal for both partners to say that. Yeah. Even if one partner is down and out, even if I'm injured on the bench, I'm still a part of the team. I'm still coming out. That's also why, because y'all know I love sports. That's also why I like seeing players that even when they're injured, they'll go, they'll be sitting on row two. They'll sit right behind the bench and they'll still be there to support. They'll still be clapping. I can't play because I tore my hamstring or because I, you know, I rolled my ankle, but I'm still putting on my suit and I'm going to come and I'm going to clap it up for you. And I think that that's important is to support the other person in this. Hey, I know you carrying the weight. But I thank you for it. I know normally I do this. Normally I can be on the court, 
But right now, man, I just need to sit down for a minute. Man, I'm injured. Something's happened. I've, I've experienced something traumatic in my life or I'm dealing with something emotionally or I'm trying to handle all these other pieces. And so I think that it's really important to what you said to really stay in the game and stick together when you're creating something major together or when you're, um, you know, moving through the seasons of life together. That's big. I want to give you the last word um, before we close out. Yeah, and no, I think you did a good job of just, just kind of summing that up. I mean, the idea is that, hey, you know what? Create something together. Try to find, think about something you can create together. If you don't have anything, you kids are gone or you just don't, your kids ain't even up a part of the equation. Create something, y'all do a paint a wall together, whatever, right? But do something together. Yeah. And then just understand that life has seasons in it. Just try to get through it. If you can get through that season, see the other side of it. You probably went through some already. Look back and say, okay, you know, we survived that. Why yeah. can we can't survive this? Yes, amen, that part. Well, thank y'all for joining us today um, on Fused. We hope that you learned and you grew. Please, again, share it with people that you might think it might it would help. Don't forget to subscribe and comment below. Um, we thank you for joining us as we continue to have these conversations. Let's talk about it.